Thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. If you're in Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out SeedsChurchTN.com for times and locations. Now, here's our lead pastor, J.D. Swilly. God, you are good and you are faithful. Amen? Hey, well, today is a little bit of a different service. And um, as you see, you know, we're celebrating our birthday. And also, this is one of these, like, J.D. and Jamie messages today or encouragements today. So hold on. Oh, you got it. Yeah. I grabbed the wrong mic. It figures. Oh, you dropped down. There you go. Yeah. So we're celebrating our birthday. And we're, you know, this, we do this every year. And it never gets old. And it's not because, um, you know, we're just looking for a reason to party, although we do also look for a reason to party around here because we like church and we like to have fun around here. But it's because we're so grateful for what the Lord has done. In the natural realm, you guys, through natural circumstances, it really makes no sense whatsoever that Seeds Church is in existence today. But God has a greater plan than the enemies. Amen? And so we're here today God has sustained us. We keep moving and advancing the gospel forward. We keep establishing ourselves as an outpost of the kingdom of heaven here in Middle Tennessee. And the truth is, is that Seeds Church is not, wasn't my idea or Jamie's idea. Seeds Church is God's idea. It's his church. He's the one that's building it. Amen? He's the one that we just need to constantly be reminded of that this is his church. He's establishing it. So we're going to ask you to do something that we do every single week. We're going to stand today as we honor the reading of God's Word. And today is a very short passage. It is in Proverbs chapter 32, or excuse me, 13, verse 22. And this may be a very familiar passage to some of you. And um, for others, maybe it's the first time you've ever heard it or read it. But we're going to read this a couple different times here to get this down in the inside of us. Ready? I'm going to ask you to read with me aloud. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. One more time. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. This is the word of the Lord. Now, Jamie stole this from me earlier, but I was going to do this anyway. This time, turn to your neighbor as you're seated and give him a double high five and tell him happy birthday. I think that's a high 10. High 10. Happy birthday. Come on. (laughs) Can you do this for me, Christy? Can you put that verse back up there for us just for a second? Thank you. I, I want to just connect this verse here today to what we're doing here today. And when I say today, I don't mean just this day on our birthday, but... Really, I want to connect it to with what we're doing here with the whole inception of Seeds Church and, and the stage of, of planting it and the stage of nurturing and cultivating the church and the stages of its fruit bearing and the stage of its legacy. And we're not in all of those stages yet, and we're, we see some fruit bearing, but still we're pretty young as a congregation. We're only six years old. It's like it wasn't we that long ago. We just started kindergarten. We yeah. just started kindergarten, people. Yeah, first grade, kindergarten. It wasn't that long ago we were still in diapers as a church, you know. But, but now we're potty trained, praise God. Anyway. 
And in in the Old Testament, when Israel came into the promised land, they crossed over the Jordan River. And prior to that, they had just spent 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. And before that, they had spent 430 years in slavery in Egypt. And, and they cross over the Jordan River into this land that God had promised to their ancestors, and now finally they're laying hold of it. And the first thing that God tells them to do is, I want you to send some guys back into the riverbed, and I want you to retrieve 12 stones, a stone for each of the tribes of Israel. And I want you to stack these stones as a memorial, as an altar to me, so that generations from now, your children your grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren, and on and on and on for hundreds of years, when they come to this spot and they see those stacked stones, it's an opportunity to remember the faithfulness of God. And they say, what's this about? This is an unnatural rock formation. What are these stones stacked here for? And it's your opportunity to remind the next generation God's faithfulness and his miraculous provision to let them know or remember how God redeemed them out of the slavery of Egypt, how he raised Moses up as a redeemer, how he raised Joshua up as a courageous leader. And then from that point forward, it's, it's still a talking point for everything that happened after they crossed the Jordan River. Because once they crossed into the promised land, it wasn't just like, ooh, yay, now we get to lay hold of all of this. It was now it was time to go to war, and God continued to provide miraculous victory for the Israelites as they defeated 31 kings. And all of this is a continual reminder of who God is and what he has said done, what, what, what he has said he'll do and what he will do. And that's what today is about. It's not just about patting ourselves on the back and going, oh, yay, praise God, you know, we're out of spiritual diapers here at Seeds Church. We're in, we're in the kindergarten or first grade. No, it's not about that. It's about reminding ourselves of what God has done. When we celebrate our birthday, it's like us gathering at the Jordan River around those 12 stones and saying, these are the promises. These are the miracles. This is what God said he would do, and this is what he had, has done, and this is what he will continue to do. He is faithful to continue to do the work. Amen? He will continue to lead us in the future. And so we, we've come here today along different parts of the journey. Pastor Russell already kind of did this, but we're going we're gonna to do this again. Um, I would like to put up a picture of where we begin. You guys have that back there? So Seeds Church launched in 2017 on September 24th, which also, she's going to hate me for doing this, happens to be my daughter's birthday. So happy if you birthday, see her Joss. today, tell her happy 15th. She's going to start driving, y'all. So um, this was our launch. We launched in this beautiful, wonderful <laughs> movie Sticky. theater on Case and Lane. Stinky. Oh, it was something. It was something. But here's what I want to know. If you were a part of that original launch team, would you stand to your feet today? There's a few of us. There's a few. Yeah. We have a couple oh, yeah. more families. I was on it. Yeah, I was we on were it. there. Yeah, we were there. there. Yeah. There, there's a few more families that uh, are traveling today. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, the Reynolds and the Namaths also yeah, yeah, yeah. were part of that. Yeah. 
So um, a couple years later, we had the opportunity to move into the beautiful Grove. And legitimately, when I say beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. It was our first barn of the Lord. Yes, it was our first barn of the Lord. So how many of you um, joined Siege Church during that season? Raise yeah. Stand up. Stand, stand up. up. We want to see you. See you. Yeah. Stand to your feet. Yeah. So awesome. I love it. And then God provided this for us, which Praise there God. is not a week that I do not drive onto this campus and go, it is beautiful out here. I love this place, and the presence of God is here. How many of you joined Siege Church here in Rockvale? Would you stand to your Come feet? Come on, stand up. Stand up. Yeah. You can have a seat. We, we've, all, we've all come along here at different parts of the journey. But the truth is, is that we need to recognize that our stories are interconnected. And they're, they're connected ultimately, not just to one another, but they're connected to God's story and his plan for this church. And when we first, when, when Seeds Church, before it even launched, and it was just in concept phase, and we were seeking God about what, what is our mission and our vision and our values? Um, we believe the Lord helped us formulate the language for our vision. And let's put that up there. Seed's vision is, is that we would see thousands of men, women, and children being empowered and equipped to build the kingdom of God in Middle Tennessee as it is in heaven. And we've never been a church of thousands. We've been a church of hundreds and so you, you think, you, you kind of like, well, how does this work out? How does this play out? Um, there's not even room for thousands in here. Well, vision is not what is happening necessarily today. Vision is what is coming yeah. later down the road. But I want to make, make you aware of something. This is something I recently uh, heard. The modern-day individual, the modern-day person, has an effect and, and touches about a thousand different people through their lifetime. Now, some of you that might kind of be like, what? I never even thought about that. I don't know that many people. And so these thousand different people might be people that you know really well. It might be people that are just acquaintances. And it might be, some, sometimes it might be people that are perfect strangers. But the modern day individual has, their, their life has an effect on about a thousand different people over their lifetime. And so, you think about you, you have the ability, you have the seed potential on the inside of you to impact a thousand people in your lifetime. Each one of us. So we can start to see how this vision can become a reality. And, and listen to this, let's just do some simple math here. You, you have impacted a thousand people and then those thousand people impact a thousand people. That just means that you are two connections, you are two relationships away of having an impact on one million people on this earth, possibly. That's remarkable. That's, that's, that's mind-blowing. And this was not even in, in, in concept when we thought of this vision statement over six years ago. We see thousands of men, women, and children being equipped and empowered to build the kingdom of God in Middle Tennessee as it is in heaven. And so whether or not Seeds Church is ever literally a church of thousands or not, I don't know. What we're going to do is just be faithful to what God has called us to do today. And God will, 
will do whatever he wants to do with Seeds Church. But regardless of that, we do know that he has given us this vision to impact thousands. And we have already, and we will continue to do so in Jesus' name. So I just want to um, share with you, like, on a day-to-day basis what that really looks like and how um, some of you may sit here and think, well, I, I don't even know how I could impact a 1,000 people. So um, when I was a little girl, I grew up in an Assembly of God church, and we had a program called Missionettes. And I had a Missionette leader on Wednesday nights um, that would come in. She was so joyful, all the time joyful. And she would come in, and she would teach us the Word of God. She was also my, um, they have something in the assemblies that is... Um, JBQ, it's junior Bible quiz. And so you learn how to be like, you know, you slap the quiz button and, you know, quote the scriptures. And she was also my JBQ coach. So um, I loved this woman. And the longer that I was around her, the more I wanted to be like her. The more I was like, I don't know what she has, but I want what she has. And so at a really young age of eight, um, on a Sunday evening service, our pastor gave an altar call and I made my way to the altar. And this woman, we're going to put a picture of her up here. Um, And I'm going to try not to cry through this whole service, but you know, you all know me. I probably am going to cry. Um, This is Sandy Thomas. And that woman met me at an altar on a Sunday night in a small town in Iowa and prayed the sinner's prayer with me. And she didn't just leave it there. That woman met with me every Wednesday night and discipled me and trained me. Now, let me tell you who Sandy Thomas is. Sandy Thomas is a farmer's wife that lives in a little town of like 1,500 people with two boys that she was a stay-at-home mom with. And I'm going to guess that Sandy Thomas thought, I could never affect thousands of people, ever. But what we do on our day-to-day basis, you never know the impact and the ripples of what God can do and use. Because my friends, this woman's really important to you. Because she met me at an altar and discipled me as a young girl. You're sitting here today. And so I know that there's going to be a day that she's going to stand in heaven. And God is going to say, hey, I know you don't know any of these people. But you receive the reward. And so it's super important. She has affected thousands of people. She doesn't even know it. We all have those stories. I think back through my lifetime and when I was just an adolescent and I think about how God was encouraging me and the Holy Spirit was speaking me to do things and then, but it wasn't anything that I could make happen on my own. And that's the thing. None of us can do this on our own. This, this, is, uh, this is a body of Christ thing that he's called us to. And I remember, you know, guys and leaders and, and things, youth pastors, youth leaders, giving me opportunities in ministry when I was 12 years old and 13 years old and 15 years old. And you have people in your life, besides Sandy Thomas, you have people in your life to attribute for for you being here today also. We all have these people. We all have these, these stories. And because of this farmer's wife in Iowa, you're sitting here today. Because of other people that have touched your life, you're sitting here today. And there's people that you are going to touch. And we're having impact on thousands of people, everybody. Uh, people all over Middle Tennessee. People all over wherever our foot touches the earth. Yeah. Many times that we don't even know 
the, the, the amount of impact that we're having. Sometimes I think it's easy for us to get overwhelmed by this, this concept of what God has called us to do or even the personal things that God has called you to do. Sometimes it's, it's easy. God, you put this dream in my heart, but how in the world is this going to come to pass? How in the world is this supposed to happen? What it, how is this going to flesh out? What you need to be concerned with is not how it's all going to work out. What you need to be concerned with is your simple obedience today. Yeah. Yep. Is simply giving God your yes today. And he will open doors of opportunity yeah. for you that you're like, sometimes they might be the smallest things. And I always remember talking to people about different ministry opportunities, and, and some of them were just so obvious. They were just like, give God your yes. And if you've already given God your yes, it makes it really easy to see the, the doors of opportunity that God swings open. I remember asking this one guy if he would come and do some ministry, and he was just like, well, I really have to pray about that. And I'm like, what do you have to pray about? You're not doing anything with your life. Just come and join the mission. <laughs> Give God your yes. Yeah. Yeah. Give God your yes. And then let God worry about the outcomes. Yeah. Your responsibility is obedience. God's responsibility is the outcomes. Well, it didn't play out the way that I thought it would. That's not your, that's not your problem. You're only responsible for saying yes to God. Some people are think, well, I don't know if that's just me or if that's God speaking to me or, or maybe it's just an outside influence altogether. Maybe the, the devil's telling me to do this. <laughs> Yeah, the devil's telling you to do ministry in the name of the Lord. Yeah. And I would rather take a step in faith and say, yes, give God my yes, than be in doubt and unbelief. And God did call me to do it, but I didn't have faith. I didn't answer the call. I want to stand before the Lord someday and say, God, I wasn't sure if you'd you specifically called me to go rock babies and seeds kids, or I wasn't specifically sure, I wasn't specifically passionate about helping park cars in the parking lot, or I wasn't specifically passionate about whatever it is, fill in the blank, but there was an opportunity, and I said yes. I would rather do that than say, well, God, I was waiting for the big neon sign in the sky for you to show me exactly what it is that you wanted me to do, and I never did that. So you were like, you were like the servant who hid your talent and buried your talent. Give God your yes. You just be responsible for the simple obedience. Let God worry about the outcomes. I mean, do you think that Sandy Thomas, this farmer's wife in rural Iowa, do you think that she had any idea when she led Jamie to the Lord that one day it was going to mean that you're going to be sitting here at Seeds Church? She had no clue. She had no idea. And even, I mean, to further that, seven years ago when God started talking to us about planting seeds, we didn't picture this. This isn't what we, we were thinking it was going to look like. We didn't know. We just gave our yes and put one foot in front of the other. And then we gave our next yes and put one foot in front of the other. And God has been so faithful all along the way. Um, so I, 
I guess the older I get, I really am getting stuck in time. You know how people do that? Like, I, I think I'm probably always going to look like I came from the 90s with my Doc Martens on. You just get stuck somewhere along the way. And so um, we're, we're talking about all these things. And I was like, man, it just reminds me of this song from when I was a kid. Again, just getting stuck in the 80s and early 90s. But um, we, it's such an old song, y'all, you can't even find a track for it. So, and if it was, it would have been like horrible track. So I'm going to read you these lyrics. And some of you are going to know this. Um, and I may even sing a little bit of it for you. But this was a song that came out when I was a little girl. And it impacted me. And today it still impacts me. But it says, I dreamed I went to heaven, and you were there with me. We walked upon the streets of gold. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> Beside the crystal sea. We heard the angels singing. Then someone called your name. You turned and saw a young man, and he was smiling as he came. He said, friend, you may not know me now. And then he said, but wait. You used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight. And every week you would say a prayer before the class would start. And one day when you said that prayer, I asked Jesus in my heart, thank you for giving to the Lord, for I am a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. Then another man stood before you and said, remember the time a missionary came to your church and his pictures made you cry. You didn't have much money, but you gave it anyway. Jesus took that gift you gave, and that's why I'm here today. Thank you for giving to the Lord, for I am a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. One by one they came, far as the eye could see each life somehow touched by your generosity. The little things that you had done and the sacrifices made, unnoticed on the earth, but in heaven now proclaimed. And I know up in heaven that you're not supposed to cry, but I am almost sure that there were tears in your eyes. As Jesus took your hand and you stood before the Lord and he said, my child, look around you. Great is your reward. Thank you for giving to the Lord, for I am a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. That is my Sandy Thomas song. That woman is going to stand before the Lord someday, and one by one, these little missionette girls are going to come out before her and say, you know, you didn't even know it. But one day when you said that prayer with the 12 of us little girls, I asked Jesus in my heart. The impact. Hmm. Um, this February, J.D. surprised me. Is it okay to go here? This February, J.D. surprised me um, with a trip to New York. And um, I had never been, so we were going to do all the sightseeing things, all of them. And so um, we, of course, went to the Statue of Liberty. And I have this, yeah, there, oh, that's a cute picture. Um, so we stood at the Statue of Liberty, and everybody's ooing and eyeing, and I have this, like, encounter with the presence of God in this moment. Because I'm standing there in this place, 
where men had erected this beautiful statue and they had no idea what they were going to impact. I mean, some of them may have, but when they put her up, she wasn't green, she was copper. They erected her knowing they would never see her in her full glory. They knew it. So we went over to the area where there's the cornerstone foundation piece. And I stood there, and I just began to have, like, this moment. And, you know, I think you probably think I'm weird sometimes. But I was like, wow, God is really speaking to me right now. Um, And he just said, you have to build a Statue of Liberty, which is a really big undertaking. Like, wait, what? I don't don't know what you mean. And so I just kind of left it there, and I was like, God, I'm not sure what you mean by that but you're going to have to reveal more to me. So we went on, we had a great trip, came home, and the following Sunday, J.D. usually parks way in the back over here, and I was standing here waiting for him to come pick me up, and I turned and I looked at this building, and as clear as clear could be, God said, your Statue of Liberty. And again, I just had this moment with the Lord that I was like, God, what? And he was like, you and all these people in this place out in the middle of Rockvale are building something that you will never see her in her full glory. Right now you're laying foundations, you're laying cornerstones. And here's the thing, friends. The church in America is on the decline. It is no hidden secret. But Siege Church is on the incline. Amen. We are on our way up. Yeah. And here's why. Right. Go ahead. You can clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise God. We have created a place here where the spirit and presence of God is welcome to come. We say all the time around here, you come where you're wanted, Lord, and we want you. We want you. And because of that, what is happening in this place You come in on Sundays, maybe you serve on the worship team, or you make coffee in the morning, or you're greeting, or you're rocking babies, or you're working with the youth. You are making an impact for thousands of people right now, but also for generations to come. Because this place will still be here when my children's children are being raised. And they're going to say, my grandma was here. They're going to call me honey, but they're going to say, my honey was here. Mm -hmm. My honey was here, and she helped plant this church. And they're going to be best friends with your grandkids and your great-grandkids, and they're going to say, oh, my grandma was here too, or my great-grandma was here too, or my great-grandfather. He would come out here, and he would mow the lawn. I mean, there are things that you think are not making an impact. You think you're just doing something. You are doing it for the kingdom. Yeah. And when other places may close their doors and walk away, we will stand. We are a statue of liberty that will stand. And thousands of people are going to come through here generation after generation after generation. And if you can get that vision, if you can get that in your mind, that when you're shaking people's hands as they walk through that door, you're affecting generations of that family line. When you host a small group in your home and you are creating disciples, you are affecting a line, a generational line in that family, and it matters. It matters. You may think, I am a housewife in the middle of Rockville. You are so much more than that to the kingdom. You are so much more than that to the kingdom. It matters what you do.
And, you know, it wasn't just one or two guys that built the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) Right. It took hundreds and thousands of people doing their part, doing their work, to lay a foundation, to put the skeleton together and the structure together, then to put on the, the, the face and all the different pieces. And this is not something that's just you, you and I have been called to do. This is something that we have been called to do. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the, in the life of the church, um, I had to go around correcting people. <laughs> and a, they would keep calling Seeds Church my church. And I said, well, it's your church too. <laughs> this is our church. Yeah. This is not just J.D.'s church or the Jamie's church or Pastor Russell's church or Pastor Bob's church. It's not the pastor's church. This is your church. This is our church. This is something that we're doing together. It's this, our Statue of Liberty that we're building together. And what does that mean? What does that look like? Because it, it's not just about brick and mortar and steel and wood. It's not just about physical property, although physical property is wonderful and it's fantastic and it's something that I pray that every single person that drives by here on Highway 99, when they pass this stretch of road right here, that they encounter the presence of God. But it's more than just physical property. It's about what is God doing in us and through us. And before we launched the church six years ago, I wrote a manifesto of sorts of what the vision of this church would look like. Not just a a simple vision statement, but this is more of a full document. And and I just added a couple things to it last night. And I want to read to you this. It's called I See Seeds Church. I see Seeds Church. I see a word church where we intentionally shape and order our lives around the truth of God's word, where we love to read and study and memorize the scriptures, allowing them to bring us into alignment with God's plan for our lives. I see a spirit church where we are in relationship with and submission to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, where the Spirit leads us and guides us to understand the Word of God and live it out. I see a worshiping church where people can't wait to gather together to lift up passionate praise and heartfelt worship to Jesus, where we sing and declare the truth of who God is and it transforms us. We're not just singing lyrics that are projected on screens, but we're truly encountering the presence of God. I see a praying church where prayer meetings aren't just happening on church property, but they're happening in homes and in businesses and in schools. I see us praying with our neighbors and and strangers in gas stations and grocery stores. I see a church that loves the city in such a way that we guide people from wandering aimlessly into people of kingdom purpose. I see a church of selfless people with a whatever it takes mentality. We aren't going to our graves with our God-given destinies unfulfilled. We are emptying out our lives and bearing much fruit. 
We're seeing our lives and the world around us being changed by what God is doing in us and through us. And that because of our love for Jesus and our boldness to share the good news of what Jesus has accomplished, people would wholeheartedly surrender their lives to Jesus and become his disciples. I see a church of family where men find brothers, where women can find sisters, and our kids can find lifelong friends. I see a serving church where we are empowered to walk out the love of Jesus so a city doesn't just recognize a few on the stage, but the many who are Jesus to them all the time. We are fearlessly proclaiming the gospel with our words and our actions. I see men discovering their God-given strengths and greatness to love and lead their families and to excel in their business and their work. I see women uncovering the gifts they have buried deep within. I see them sharing those gifts to bring hope and healing to others. I see our kids not cowering at injustice, not bowing to mediocrity, but they are fearlessly facing every kind of evil because they are world changers in the making. I see a church with wide doors, but also deep waters, where the lonely can find friends, the depressed can find joy, where broken hearts can be mended, the addicted can be set free, the sick can be healed, where damaged relationships can be restored, and the disillusioned can dream again. I see Seeds Church helping people discover who God has created them to be and equipping them to do what he's called them to do. My friend, Siege Church is gonna be here in 100 years. This is our Statue of Liberty, not just ours. Yeah. This is our Statue of Liberty. We are building something here to last for generations to come. As you were reading this, lyrics from that song earlier I was reminded of some other folks in this room that I want to say thank you to that's my mom and dad and my grandfather who are our guests with us today they're here in town to celebrate Jocelyn's birthday but it just so happens to be the church's birthday and I honor you and thank you because without the three of you and my grandmother, this church wouldn't be here and it wouldn't exist and these people wouldn't be sitting here today. And the amount of lives that you all have impacted through your service and through your prayers, through things that nobody will ever know about until they get to heaven and you will get to heaven one day and there will be people who come up to you. And this is, I pray this will be all of our story. This will be all of our story. There will be people that will come up to you and say, thank you. And you're like, I don't even know who you are. And it will be like what Jamie said. No, thank you. 
because you poured into the life of my grandfather. Generations. And they're gonna, generations beyond you are gonna come up to you and thank you. And generations beyond you are gonna come up to you and thank you because you were faithful to the Lord. You were faithful to build the Statue of Liberty. You were faithful to the calling to do, to just simply give God your yes. You're like, I don't even feel like I, I did that much. It was just a simple act of obedience. Yes, but it had an eternal impact on somebody. When you served, when you were obedient, when you gave. A simple yes changed somebody's life forever. I like the way that Colossians 1.13 says. We mentioned this verse a couple weeks ago. Because of your yes, because of your simple act of obedience, God used it to snatch up and grab and, and rescue someone from the kingdom of darkness and transfer them into the kingdom of his dear son of whom he loves and has forgiven our sins. Because of your simple act of obedience, God has used you to rescue people from hell. I'm gonna ask you to just stand with me as we get ready to pray. And as I prayed, after we were done praying, we're gonna sing a benediction over ourselves. A song that many of us know, part of the song called The Blessing. And as we, as we sing this here in just a moment, I wanna encourage you to, again, not just be lyrics on a screen, not just be singing because that's just what we're doing at this part of the service, but let it be a declaration and a prayer that your children and your children's children and that generations are gonna be touched by the hand of God, the presence of God because of your obedience today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, our hearts are so full of gratitude. They're so full of awe as we celebrate this sixth birthday of Seeds Church today. God, your word tells us that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And we are honored to be part of what you're doing here and part of that, what you're doing in and through Seeds Church that is building a lasting legacy for future generations. Lord, just as you instructed the Israelites to set up stones as a memorial to you, we too, God, are in the process of building a church, of stacking these stones for generations that will come behind us. And although we may not ever even witness the full fruit of our labor, Lord God, like Daniel who prayed for decades and decades and decades for, for the Israelites to be released out of exile of Babylon. He never saw it with his own eyes, but he believed it would happen and he knew it would happen. And he would turn his face toward Jerusalem, God, because that's where one day you will return, Jesus. And then it did happen. Lord God, I pray that we would have the same kind of resolve in the place of prayer as Daniel 
We may not witness all of the fruit of our labor with our own eyes and our own lifetime, but we trust in your providence and we trust in your faithfulness, knowing that the seeds that we plant today, Lord God, will yield a bountiful harvest in years to come. So God, give us the resolve to not quit, to persevere. For in due season, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. Father, may our church be a beacon of hope, a a place of transformation, Lord God, a community where lives are forever changed by encountering your presence. God, on this special day, we give thanks for six years as we look back, just this short past, Lord God, but we look forward with hope, with anticipation for the future. Lord Jesus, bless Seeds Church with your presence. Bless us with your wisdom. Bless us with with provision. Bless us, Lord God, with power as we continue to, to press on and move forward in the vision that you've called us to. Jesus, may your name be glorified. May your name be lifted up. Holy Spirit, empower us to advance the kingdom of God through the work of our hands, through the love in our hearts. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. We pray these things. And everybody shouted, Amen. 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 Let's sing this. Generations for your family and your children and their children and their children. May his favor be upon you for a thousand generations for your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor may his favor be upon you for a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with 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 you this.
God, we come into agreement with your word. We come into agreement with your vision. Lord God, Lord, I pray those of us in the room who may be in the last quarter of our lives, Lord God, I just pray over my friends here, the fathers and the mothers in this room, Lord God, I just pray they would not uh, retire spiritually, but they would get refired yes. <laughs> spiritually, Lord God. Yes. We need yes. fathers and mothers in yes. the body. We need fathers yes. and mothers in this church, Lord God. We need grandfathers and grandmothers in yes. this church, Lord God. Lord, those of us that are between our 40 and 60 range, Lord God, I pray that we're using this time wisely not to build a kingdom unto ourselves, but to build your kingdom, Lord God. Lord God, we're making sacrifices and we're working hard, Lord God. And But Lord, I just pray it's not to build something that we, uh, uh, an idol unto ourselves, Lord God. <laughs> an idol like Nebuchadnezzar built, 90-foot-tall statue of himself, Lord God. I pray that, that that would not be what we're building. But, Lord, I pray that we'd be looking for the opportunities to build your kingdom. God, those that are you're raising up, their 20s and 30s, Lord God. Oh, God, they're raising young families. God, I pray that you give them the resolve to raise their children to love and serve you all the days of their life. Lord God, that they may come home with an unfavorable grade on their test. But Lord, I pray that you would help them see the most important thing is that you're planting the kingdom in their hearts, not just algebra. God, that we would not give ourselves to the things of this world, the affections of this world, but Jesus, that you would completely and totally have our affections. You'd have our devotion. You'd have, you'd be the Lord of our thought life, Lord God. You'd be the Lord of our hearts. You'd be the Lord of our wallets. You'd be the Lord of the our time management, Lord God. You'd be the Lord of our marriages. You'd be the Lord of our relationship with our children. You'd be the Lord of our businesses. Jesus, you're Lord in every area of our lives. And Lord God, I pray for those adolescents in this room, Lord God, and even some that are still children that it may be here today. And we pray over our children who are in the, the building behind us here, Lord God. God, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would plant the seeds of your kingdom in their hearts now at an early age. And God, wherever the enemy may feel like, it might seem like that there's a, a seed from the enemy, Lord God, help us recognize those things and dig them up by the root so they will not grow and bear fruit in our children in the name of Jesus, but instead our children will be like arrows in the hands of a warrior, Lord God. God, that we would raise our children to not just be on mission, but to live on mission. And God, give us the wherewithal to give them the example of what that looks like. We're building your kingdom here, Lord God, in Jesus' name. So we're getting ready to dismiss. I'm going to pray one last thing over you, but prayer team, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and come forward. If there's anything in your life, you need an intervention from God. 
Maybe today you need to come and say, there is sin that I need to repent of. Maybe I followed God at some point in my life and I need to, to re-surrender my life to him. Or maybe you've never done it ever before and you're like, I wanna help build the Statue of Liberty, but you can't help build the Statue of Liberty if you're not on the team yet. If you've not surrendered your life to Jesus yet, you can't build his kingdom. Today is the day to build his kingdom, to repent of your sin, to turn away from that and to turn to Jesus and toward his forgiveness and toward his love and toward the good plan that he has for your life. If you're here today and you need a a miracle in your marriage, if you're here today and you need a miracle in your finances, if you need a miracle in in your body, or maybe you need to come up here and pray for someone who's not here and intercede. Join in agreement with somebody on our prayer team and, and intercede for them in some way or another. Don't miss this opportunity. We are not just a church that prays. We are a praying church. We believe that God hears and answers our prayers, that he delights in our prayers. We believe that this is the first place that we can get to partner with him and his work on the earth is in the place of prayer. You guys, if we, we had a dozen or so people here for Wednesday night prayer and worship this last week and it was powerful. But I'm telling you what, this place should be full on Wednesday nights. It should be full up. God's doing something great. This is the very first place where we get to to say yes, to give Jesus our yes, is in the place of prayer. Now may the Lord bless you and may he keep you and may he make his face to shine upon you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace now and throughout all the ages. And the people of God said amen. Amen. Go in peace and empower to love and serve the Lord. We're building a statue of liberty. If you need prayer, come down forward and meet with one of my friends on the prayer team. We'll see you guys Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with us at SeedsChurchTN.com and on social media. Our mission at Seeds Church is to help people discover who God created them to be and equip them to do what he called them to do. One of the easiest ways you can help us accomplish our mission is by simply sharing this podcast. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope to see you soon.